Hey, Fellowship Asheville, thanks for joining us for our ConvoCast. And we are in season three of our ConvoCast, where we are introducing you to those uh, missions, missionaries, organizations that we support and partner with as a church. And, and today I get to introduce you to the Buncombe Baptist Association and the Director of Missions, Perry Brentley, uh, is uh, the leader over there, leads a great team of really fun people uh, that do all things uh, for the Buncombe Baptist Association here. And so, Perry, why don't you start off a little bit, tell us a little bit about who you are. Uh, thank you, Fred, and it's a joy to be with the Fellowship Asheville family today. And um, I, I was born in Alabama, but raised here in Western North Carolina, actually West Asheville, uh, hmm. and I finished my early years of education here in high school and just enjoyed growing up in Asheville and in Buncombe County during those years. And uh, I'll share a little bit about coming to faith in a few moments. But yeah. uh, I guess one, one thing that uh, was just amazing for me was my family got connected with a new work uh, here in Buncombe County at the time. It was uh, late 60s, and the church was just a few years old, but it had been sponsored and mothered by some churches in the association. And that's mm -hmm. how and where I came to faith at. What so, church was that? What what? It was in the Emma community in West uh -huh. Asheville. I didn't okay. know it at the time because we were new to the area, but mm -hmm. uh, history says that it was probably one of the meanest communities to ever grow up in, but I didn't know that at the time. Really? But, uh, that had a need for a new work, and that's where my family uh, connected at, uh -huh. and that's where I came to faith and was baptized. That's where I had a calling to ministry, and they mm -hmm. launched me out into ministry uh, into my first pastorate some years later, so. Well, cool, cool. Well, we'll get we'll get a little bit more of that story in just a minute. What's what's something that um, most folks don't know about you? Like something that doesn't come up, like let's say in the first five minutes conversation. Oh, uh, let's see. When I was a student at Irwin High School, a freshman actually uh, was the initiation of the wrestling program that year. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. First year that they'd ever had a wrestling program. And I had the first win in the history of the Irwin wrestling program as a 14 year old. So, well, but, look at that. But I was, that was a few pounds ago, actually. That was, <laughs> I, I, I was in the 105 pound weight class at the time. So, wow. How long, how long were you in the wrestling program? <laughs> oh, for three years, three more three years. years and the baseball program too. Mm -hmm. Wow. Sure. Wow. Yeah. Did you go on to college and play any of those sports? I did not. My skill okay. set wasn't advanced enough to uh, go to college and play those sports. But, you know, I, I don't yeah. know that I had the potential, but I sure did love and enjoy teammanship and uh -huh. getting sure did. So. That's cool. That's cool. Well, well, how did you come to know Jesus? You know, if you started off in a church with your family as a little kid, what, what tell us more about that. Well, I, I came to know Christ because I was simply introduced to Christ in the context of of worship time, but in the context context of uh, vacation Bible school, mm -hmm. children's ministry. But the amazing thing about that is because it was a newer work, uh, churches in this association partnering with this network of churches helped put that material in my hand, whether it would be Bible study material, uh, VBS material. And because of the partnership, uh, I was introduced to the gospel. Mm -hmm. And then responded to the gospel at nine years old and came to faith in Christ. 
Yeah. Jordan. What did that look like uh, to a nine-year-old? What did, what did that mean then? The Holy Spirit made that the truth of the gospel so real to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, even as a nine-year-old, I understood that, that I had sinned and that Christ uh, had given himself as an atonement for my sin mm-hmm. through, his, through his death on the cross. Mm-hmm. And and that uh, and his resurrection, yeah. that uh, that I I knew that my greatest hope in life uh, was to was to step forward in faith and begin that relationship with Jesus Christ. And you know I've I've never had any doubt about my conversion experience when I came to faith in Christ. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. that's that's great. Did you ever have a season? Where, you know, because I've, I've seen this a lot in kids uh, mm-hmm. who say yes to Jesus early in life, that yep. as they get a little bit older, uh, you know, the question, you know, you said you, you didn't have any doubt, but the question pops in their head of, is this my faith or was it my parents' faith? And, and uh, there's kind of this transition where it becomes their own. Did you ever have that or did that happen at nine? No, I knew it was my faith. Yeah, what a gift. Uh, I made that personal decision. I didn't feel in any way pressured to do that. And I mm-hmm. I just knew uh, that it was mm-hmm. time for me to make that decision. Now, I did struggle. And mm-hmm. with, sure. you know, as a teenager with a crisis of faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you and, mind but, saying what that, what did that look like? No, it just looked like uh, really the priorities of life, mm-hmm. I, I think, began to, to drift my priority mm-hmm. of following Christ, yeah. uh, growing as a disciple, uh, begin the drift and, you know, around the age of 16, 17. But I was also, I was also dealing with a call to ministry during that time. Mm-hmm. And, and I, you know, I was struggling with that. And I think I try, I did, I did try to run from that call, mm-hmm. not, not surrender to that call. And I think that was my crisis of faith, but the Holy yeah. Spirit kept drawing me back, Fred. Kept that's, drawing. What me. a what a what a great gift. Okay, I have a question mm-hmm. for you. That that's not yes, on sir. the questions that I sent. I didn't okay. grow up in the the Baptist world, mm-hmm. the Baptist theology, and so something that was new to me. Um, and just so y'all know, the history of Fellowship Asheville and partnering with the Buncombe Baptist, we planted here and then partnered with the Buncombe Baptist. Myself and Jonathan were actually, this is before you came here, Craig Bailey was still the director of missions, and, and Jonathan and I were driving down Patton, and it was about this time of the year where there weren't leaves on the trees, and uh-huh. we were looking for a place to meet for the church, and and we looked up the hill behind the pet vet and saw the Buncombe Baptist Association. Yeah. And we didn't even know what the building was. We just saw it. And we we're like, oh, look, that looks like a place that a church might meet. And so then we saw the Buncombe Baptist Association sign. Mm-hmm. And Jonathan's dad is a Baptist preacher uh, uh, back in Tennessee. And he's like, yeah. okay, I've got, I've got Baptist roots. Let's go in and see what happens. And so, so that just kind of started the conversation with Craig and started the partnership there. But, but coming into the Baptist world was a whole new experience for me. You know, theologically, it's sure. a big umbrella, the, the Baptist umbrella. Yeah. And so theologically, we fit under it. But that call to, to ministry was something that I wasn't familiar with. And, and, and in some ways, I think it's, it's unique to the Baptist, that terminology in that process. What did, um, 
what did a call to ministry look like for you? Okay. Uh, a call to ministry, uh, to me, it was really the still small voice of mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit continuing to convict me that God had a plan for my life. Mm-hmm. And, and so, and we wrestle, we wrestle with the, and uh, in, in that we like to set our own direction many times. And we, and I, and, and I think we all would or have a selfish nature that the Holy Spirit helps, um, helps us move through. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. that call was just simply a continual conviction that God had a plan. And, mm-hmm. and he spoke very softly and tenderly to my heart continually that God's call on my life was to spread the gospel. And that was to look uh, in the look like the role of a pastor. Mm-hmm. And, I had been blessed to know and have modeled before me uh, very godly men who served as pastor of a local church. Hmm. Hmm. That's great. Thank you. Thank you for, hmm? for, for sharing that. Well, let's yep. talk about the Buncombe Baptist Association. What For those folks who are listening that have no idea what the Buncombe Baptist Association is, would you, how would you describe it? Sure. Uh, associational life has existed for over 300 years. It is the oldest mission partner of churches with, with, uh, that are doctrinally uh, connected. Mm-hmm. And so Buncombe Baptist has uh, existed since 18, mm-hmm. I want to say 1887. Uh, mm-hmm. And so it's uh, you know, well over 100 years old and churches begin to connect and partner. We give churches an avenue to partner focused around the gospel of Christ and the great commission that Jesus mm-hmm. has given the local church. And so an association or a network of churches in Buncombe County, um, the network exists because of the local church and for the local church. We're, we're not a local church and we don't compete with our local churches, but we support the missionary passion and the ministry passion of every local church. We are a resource center here. There's multiple opportunities to, that we can assist you if we're aware and if we're requested to assist you. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can do that. This, this building here, 227 Hazelwood, mm-hmm. it belongs to every one of our partners. Yeah, we've it was, used it. That's right. And it's the, it was, we have it. We're blessed with it because it was the gift from giving individuals and churches who make up this partnership. And so... We're just blessed to have an office in it and blessed to be able to share it with all the churches that partner with us. And even those who one day would desire to partner, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. we will share it with. We sure will. So Buckham Baptist, uh, we exist because of the church and for the church. And we want to support your passion, whatever it might be and however different it might look than other local congregations. Mm-hmm. We support your passion to get the gospel into your community and to live out the great commission uh, at home and around the world. Yeah. I mean, I know for us, the association has been a great gift and blessing Mm -hmm. for us. I mean, even giving us money for the first two years uh, to support the, the work of fellowship Asheville, we got to come under the, 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 the Baptist uh, umbrella for insurance and retirement and, and that whole structure, which, you know, at the time, you know, we were providing insurance for our, you know, for our, our staff, 
but it was all individual policies, which was they were outrageously expensive. And so so like yes. not only was it a financial blessing and, and all that came with it with the money y'all gave us and then coming under that too, but it was an opportunity for us to connect and network with other churches. Uh, and in that to find some like-minded churches to partner together with and 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 uh, from some of those relationships we started that third Thursday mm-hmm. uh, cohort for for pastors yeah. and and uh-huh. and uh, invited other pastors in and so it's been a great blessing to us what what are some ways that the association and, and even the state convention mm-hmm. <clears throat> maybe the state convention to go a little bit bigger I know they serve the community really well. They serve the world really well. Like I just got an email this morning that, that the Baptists on mission are heading to the country surrounding the Ukraine to minister to refugee families. And uh, talk, talk to us about that. Sure. Uh, well, the Bumpin Baptist Association is an autonomous body, just like the local church. Mm-hmm. And the Baptist State Convention is an autonomous body, uh, just like the local church. But the three of us together uh, in partnership, uh, and to carry out the gospel and to meet ministry needs at home and around the world, uh, we have avenues for the local church to plug in and do that. And Fellowship Asheville has a unique opportunity, and I appreciate so much. I got to follow you uh, more during the COVID time mm-hmm. online and, and see your investments in the Oakley Elementary School and in the Oakley community and then through Serve Asheville also. Mm-hmm. And it, it was just a great blessing to have an opportunity during the time when we might not be able to be in the building safely to be able to enjoy multiple worship times uh, mm-hmm. during the, in a number of our churches. And so I, I appreciate what you do. One thing that Baptist on Mission are doing right now currently, uh, Baptist on Mission presi- provides mission opportunities. They will provide opportunities and plan mission trips. They will they will help you plug in wherever you develop a passion to plug in, mm-hmm. whether that's in North America or internationally. Uh, we've all got international missions on our mind right now. So that's where I'm going to focus my attention. Okay. okay. And uh, let you know a little bit that Baptist, our partnership through the state convention and uh, associational life, we've been in, uh, we've been in uh, the Ukraine. Since 2005, we've had boots on the ground there, missionaries on the ground, uh, presenting the gospel and developing ministry uh, since 2005. So those missionaries uh, that that you support as part of this partnership mm-hmm. have been very active. Right now at the present is where I, I kind of want to bear down just a little bit. But yeah. I, I want you to know that, that right now, uh, Baptist on Mission in North Carolina have sent uh, and immediately they sent $20,000 uh, to the Ukraine. Some went to Moldova, Romania, and Poland, where they're taking in all of the refugees that are mm-hmm. fleeing the Ukraine, uh, buying food, mattresses, sleeping bags, uh, you know, for those who are children and for those who are the most seniors in life. Uh, Baptist Stone Mission is plugging in and continuing to plug in. And from the way it looks today, it could be for a pretty extensive amount amount of time that we're going to be desperately needed there uh, when we reach a point where healing can begin. Yeah. So let me just give you, give everybody a couple opportunities. This goes out. If you ever want to visit uh, our uh, 
our website, spunkenbaptist.org. Mm-hmm. On Facebook, if, if you contribute on Facebook, uh, go and accept an invitation or ask uh, to join the Buncombe Baptist Association Facebook page. It's there, so you'll get a lot of information. But you can go to baptistonmission.org, mm-hmm. baptistonmission.org. You can see every all the resources that are available through uh, Baptist Life. But on that page, there is a play a place where you can contribute. Uh, you can do so by barcode or you can mail them a check. There's address that's there. And that keeps our missionaries in Eastern Europe ministering to those uh, who are greatly affected by this mm-hmm. and uh, are displaced by this. And so our churches are contributing uh, and individuals are contributing. And so if if it's not something you want to put in the mail or if you don't want to use uh, the QR code, I should say, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. don't want to use that. You could you could send a check to the Buncombe Baptist Association designated for the relief work in Eastern Europe. And we will make sure it gets to Baptist on mission and that it's designated for uh, for that need. OK, so that's, that's great. There are several ways uh, that you can give and, and every penny is powerful and meaningful. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And, and so if there's something that you feel led to, uh, to share, it's, it's nothing too, too large and nothing too small. It's going to be greatly needed to meet the needs of people there in the name yeah. of Jesus. Yeah. And, and, and I'll tell you, one of the, the things that the Baptist just knocks out of the park is that Baptist on mission, you know, in, in natural yes. disasters, in, in situations mm-hmm. like this with the Ukraine uh, oftentimes the, the Baptists are some of the first feet on the ground, uh, which, which is, is great to, to know that we're a part of that. Well, I'm, I'm curious, Perry, how mm-hmm. did you go from being a pastor to being a director of missions of the Buncombe Baptist Association? What was, well, Fred, it was definitely a work of God. And mm-hmm. so, but, uh, you know, the thing about being, having a calling of God to ministry uh, is that God puts a passion in your heart for the assignment that he has for you. Mm-hmm. And for, for 30 years, I was a very passionate pastor and I enjoyed it. I don't think there was any day that there wasn't a challenge, mm-hmm. uh, but it was something I felt very, very rewarded uh, in, in leaving out that calling as a pastor. And, and then uh, someone asked me about this role whenever the director of missions role came available here. And so I, I prayed some, and then I mentioned it to my wife mm-hmm. and asked her to pray with me, of course. And so we spent some time in prayer. That led to an eventual uh, meeting uh, with the search team that Buncombe Baptist had established. And uh, when, when I left the meeting that night after two hours of that initial conversation and introduction, uh, I didn't know for sure what uh, how they would feel but on the way home I uh, I just sensed a great a great deal of peace that whatever uh, whatever door God opened whether it was remaining where I was or coming here I felt I felt uh, fulfilled in what I'd been able to share that night I was at peace with it yeah do you think whatever. that's a do you think that's a unique quality of a calling versus um a, a drive to do something is that there is a peace 
with it. it may, even though it may not be easy, there is just a, a peace with it. I agree. I think that uh, I think the peace of God, you know, we're told that uh, surpasses all understanding. Mm-hmm. And, and so even though I might have felt very inefficient uh, because only Jesus is sufficient, uh, mm-hmm. I might have felt uh, not as prepared as I should have been for a role like this. I might have questioned how comfortable I would be outside of pastoral ministry. Uh, but the peace uh, that surpasses all understanding gives gives you a peace, I think, in uh, that drives your passion. Mm-hmm. And so every day I'm at peace with what God has called me to do in this role of ministry. It's a local missionary role, working with our churches, supporting our churches. And uh, I'm at peace with that. Uh, and and one thing for sure, every every ministry role requires a daily surrender unto the Lord mm-hmm. and and a trust in Him and His wisdom to guide us through whatever we encounter every day. But yeah. the peace of God dry, and the calling of God drives our passion. And you know, when passion ceases to be for uh, for the work that that you've been assigned to, then it might be time to pray about what God has for you next, hmm. but we just can't fulfill the calling of God unless we have a God-driven passion to do that. Mm-hmm. And the gospel should be our passion and local yeah. church or our passion. Yeah. 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 Well, what, with, with what you do day to day, what makes a good day, a good day? What makes you light up? What makes a good day is to hear, hear pastors, not in a braggadocious kind of way, but just simply just give the Lord praise for every step forward through the life of congregations as they mm-hmm. connect with people in their community. I appreciate so much. I think one, one of the great values that Fellowship Asheville has is community engagement. Mm-hmm. Uh, that gives me uh, a great source of joy to see and know people are hearing the gospel. And then many are responding to the gospel. Many are responding to a call uh, to relationship with Christ and then, uh, and then moving forward in discipleship and, and moving forward uh, in the local church life and connecting with the ministry of that local church. That, great, that gives me the greatest joy. And I hmm. find great value in just seeing what God is doing one person at a time, one family at a time in the life of the local church. And there's no greater vessel on earth to reach the world for Christ than the local church. Mm-hmm. God ordained it and Jesus instituted it. Yeah. And to have a part in a hundred, 120 plus partnerships in this County. That's, that's a great joy. That that's is. A great, mm-hmm. That is. Uh, let me ask the opposite of that question. When you're having okay. a bad day, what makes it a bad day and how do you get um, through? Yeah. You know, I, I think the, I think at times we have those days that are more difficult, more challenging, I should say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I always try to ask myself the question, Lord, what can I do to redeem the circumstances? What can I do uh, to to show wisdom and guidance? I, I think some of the things that bring the, the greatest discouragement is to see churches coming to the end of their lifespan. Mm-hmm. And, and there are a number of churches all across the country 
and even all across the world, evangelical Christian churches that are struggling with low numbers today. Uh, and there's multiple reasons for that that you know we won't go into here. But that's painful because every one of those congregations have had great value in their communities at one time. And then it might be uh, cultural change, it, it, but, but whatever the reasons might be, uh, some are struggling. Mm -hmm. uh, and when you talk about joy, one of the greatest joys is seeing a healthy work connect with a work that is in very steep decline that revitalization, there's really too late for any revitalization process. But when that healthy work connects with that church that's in decline and maybe adopts that church or the church that's in decline gives themselves away to a healthy work, a church plant or even an existing work uh, so that there's a, a witness of the gospel, a powerful witness of the gospel remains in that community for years mm -hmm. to come. Which, That's as you know, is, is what happened to us. You know, Reed Memorial started in 1891, which is, I guess, just four years after yeah. the association the started. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, uh, and that's what they did, you know, five mm -hmm. years ago, gave us the property. They, they, they let us adopt them and assimilate them, and they became part of Fellowship Asheville. And, and there's, you know, I wish more churches would do that. Um, because um, exactly. there's definitely a need. And I think COVID has accelerated that um, need a, a whole lot more. Exactly. Um, okay, well, let me ask you this. As as you look ahead, because we've only got a, a few minutes left, as, as you sure. look ahead, what do you hope uh, Jesus does uh, with the Buncombe Baptist Association? Well, you touched on it just a second ago. I think that um, as I look ahead, the churches who are moving toward death that are in a decline. Uh, I'm praying that because of the models that we have in this county, uh, Fellowship Asheville being one, that the churches who are at that point uh, are coming quickly to that point of death will start to see this as a great opportunity uh, that they can continue to live. The name might change, the leadership will change, but they can continue to live out their legacy in that community by partnering with another healthy church, existing church or church plant, so the gospel continues to move forward. That would be something I would love to see more of, and it, there's definitely a need. Uh, and that need, like you said, I think is growing. Uh, I, I think adoption ministry, uh, foster ministry, our partnership, too, we all have a partnership with the Baptist Children's Homes of North Carolina. And they have just began uh, a, new, a new direction that is going to take them also into discovering potential foster parents, training potential foster parents, and having those potential foster parents certified. Mm -hmm. and, and so there's 16,000 children in the foster system in North Carolina on wow. every day. 16,000 plus. And how better to impact a child's life than to be able to open your home, uh, a Christian home, to a child, connect with them, see that they're connected to the local church you're a part of, and to see the gospel modeled before them mm -hmm. in that home. Uh, 
and give them that stability and love that maybe they've been without or lacking. And so we're partnering with Baptist Children's Homes now uh, as they launch this new ministry uh, to keep this out before churches and people. And if there's one family, one foster family in that congregation, uh, we'd love to help those congregations come around that one family. So really that child is going to be a church child. You've mm-hmm. got that certified foster family, but you've got a church family loving on them. Mm-hmm. And, and so we are assisting Baptist Home Mission. Uh, I'm sorry, the Baptist Children's Home in launching this. And so we're, we definitely want to pay, play a role in it. We're actually, it's a pilot project they're piloting here in Buncombe County. Okay. Three, three associations around the state, and our association is one they've selected uh, to pilot this uh, in the next next year or so. But they're okay. already potential foster parents. That's great. That's yeah. great. Well, <clears throat> Perry, uh, one last question for you. I typically save this question for people that are part of Fellowship Asheville, but I've yes, known sir. you for years, so I consider you part. Uh, how, what... What does Fellowship Asheville mean to you? You Describe it in a, in a word or a phrase, what Fellowship Asheville means. Sure. Well, first of all, I tell all of our partners, thank you for contributing financially to this work. And I appreciate that about every one of our partners, mm-hmm. uh, because I realize uh, that individuals give sacrificially to the local church and local church churches prioritize their giving. And so I'm very appreciative of the the support we have through Fellowship Asheville. Secondly, uh, I I want you to know how appreciative I am of the model, uh, the new work model that Fellowship Asheville is. And of course, you've moved beyond the new work status several years, Mm -hmm. but it's always a model that potential church planters that call or come by, that want to talk about planting new work in Asheville, it's I can point them to Fellowship Asheville. I can connect them with pastor and staff at Fellowship Asheville. Mm-hmm. And I could say talk uh, with these individuals, gain some wisdom, gain some ideas, uh, hear their victories and hear uh, their their struggles mm-hmm. and and know more about what it is to plan a new work in Buncombe County. And so I, I appreciate the model and that, that you present to all of Buncombe County and our churches and how a new work can move forward in Buncombe, how a new work can be received by an existing work and, and adopt that existing work. And that's, it's a model I can always point to. And I, I appreciate what you do with community engagement at Fellowship Asheville, with Serve Asheville and with the Oakley community. You're very, very valuable to the kingdom's work. And this is about the kingdom work and you are very valuable and growing in value every day to your community. We appreciate that much about you. Well, thanks, Perry. Thanks, Mm -hmm. Perry. Thanks for, thanks for doing this fellowship Asheville. uh, Thanks for, for tuning in. And, and if you're new to this, you can click like, and subscribe. Um, uh, It helps us on YouTube. If you subscribe, it also helps you by getting notifications when new content like this comes out. I hope it's been fun for you. So, so uh, we should have some more convo casts uh, that we will put them out as we record them. Church, I love you and I love being the church with you and I will see you soon. Bye. Thanks, Perry. Thank you.